Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So, Katina, what is your article about today? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about how it's really important for organizations' words and deeds to align. So it's really important for people to see in their organization the impact that their work is having on others. So we're going to talk about how to increase the likelihood that you'll be able to really connect with the impact that your work is doing on a daily basis. Okay, that's cool. So it's all about how... Like what you're doing actually impacts other people. So yeah, feeling really like you're helping. Kind of that, that help. Okay, cool. Well, what about you today? Have you helped anyone or felt like you've helped anybody? Um, I helped myself to some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. Being well fed is good. <laughs> I like stayed in my house all day. So like, um, oh, well, I made Brendan um, some lunch. So oh. I guess that's helping. <laughs> I don't so know. You've had an impact on your husband's I've just like well-being been, as well. I've just been answering emails and like um, doing some other like worker <laughs> being stuff today. I don't know. I feel like I haven't been particularly helpful. Have you helped anyone today? <laughs> A question back at me, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, I did have a client meeting that went pretty well today, and I know that the project that we're working on is going to have a good impact um, on their bottom line in terms of, well, the, the things that they're interested in doing, which is helping um, bring in the right people to the job. And so I guess it, I haven't done anything quite yet. I've just set the stage to start the project, but I do know where the impact is going to be. So I have sort of seen an impact and I'm helping in that sense, in the sense that I'm launching a project that's going to be really big for them. Awesome. So you got to connect with the out, the like end user of your work today and you're starting to see like the ways in which you're going to be helpful in the future. Yeah, I, I think so. We'll see. I mean, I really like this client. They've been a client for a few years now and we've definitely seen good results with them before. And I think that this is going to be even better for them. Um, and I'm really excited to to help them out because they're such good people. Yeah, I, I, um, I think that that's like a lot of what we're going to be talking about today, too, is like just being able to connect with folks that you feel like, you know, when you get up in the morning and you start doing work, that you're actually able to like see that you're making a difference um, is really, really helpful. And I, I did think of one thing, actually. I got a thank you note from a former student. So Ooh. that was like seeing the impact. Um, yeah. Student of a mine. Definitely. Yeah. She was in my class. Um and uh, we covered a lot of diversity and inclusion topics. And she wrote to say that her boss had asked her to be on this diversity and inclusion task force. And she didn't feel like she like had a lot of expertise, but she had taken the class. And she wrote to tell me that um, she like felt so well prepared because no one else in the meeting like had any clue what they were doing. And she actually was able to be like the like most valuable contributor to those conversations she felt like so she was really excited and that was nice so that's an nice yeah that's a that's a seeing the impact yeah and that's helping somebody so yeah that's cool that's really good I think that in your job you know as a professor with a lot of students that you deal with um you're obviously making an impact all the time you just might not think of it that way sometimes it doesn't feel that way when people are like (laughs) on their phones or like whatever, acting like I can't see them. (laughs) 
okay, well, it probably depends on the student. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not every student is um, massively impacted by you because they just don't care. But the ones that are paying attention and care, um, I'm sure you have an impact on. I hope so. Yeah. I felt a little bit better recently because I went to like see a movie. I haven't seen a movie in like a million years, but I went to go see a movie and it made me feel better because like everyone in the movie was on their phones. And I was like, <laughs> well, if they paid to see them, if they like paid to go see a movie and they're still on their phone, like I don't feel that bad that sometimes they're on their phone in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I actually haven't seen that that much. I see that like maybe one person in the theater on their phone. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of crazy. I don't think I've, or maybe I just haven't paid attention. I might not have looked around enough. Um, yeah, it was a lot of teenagers sitting next to. Yeah, oh, maybe that's why. But like, I was, you know, sometimes I'll sit next to someone and they're on their phone. And I'm like, ugh, you're the worst. But I don't feel like I notice it more broadly. But um, Danny always likes to say that LA is a is a movie town, so we respect our movies. Whether that's true or not, uh, couldn't tell you, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> it is. Perception. It seems like <laughs> you are maybe. reporting, witnessing more movie respect than I witnessed when I went to the movie. <laughs> so probably, yeah. maybe Danny's right. And I will say that people generally stay, or at least a good percentage of people stay for the credits too. Yeah, that's, and people, I don't really see a lot of people doing that here. So I think that you're, I think Danny's right. LA respects <laughs> a culture of respect for movies. <laughs> I guess they probably know somebody or of somebody that maybe did something in the movie. And that's why they're like, oh, where's that random like set designer person that I know and sifting through the millions of names. I yeah. Don't know. Or they're like sitting next to the person that was like actually like an extra in it or something. That's like their <laughs> friend and they don't want to act rude. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, fine. I'll wait for your name. Um, my friend um her husband makes all of he's a blacksmith and he Mm -hmm. makes all of like the ironwork for like game of thrones and all that kind of stuff and it does make me kind of pay attention more because i'll be looking and i'll be like oh like that's matt's like shackle like in game of thrones like (laughs) holding a dragon or something i don't know but it does make you like pay a little bit more attention when you have some personal involvement so that's probably what yeah. it is. I I would think so, but that's really cool. That's a cool job to have. I'm sure yeah. he sees his impact on all the crazy fans. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he doesn't even watch Game of Thrones, so it's such a waste. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it either. Well, yeah, but you didn't make all the well, shields. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, but I feel like I get a lot of shade when I tell people I haven't seen it. It is a good show. It's really good, but, um, and I'm really surprised that I like it because I don't like anything that has to do with, like, dragons and fantasies and I don't know. Um, You love Harry Potter. What are you talking about? Okay, there are two exceptions to my rule. Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, and that's it. (laughs) Everything else that has to do with, like, magical things or, like, time periods that don't really exist in life, like, I can't handle them. (laughs) Um, But Game of Thrones, I was, like, forced to watch, and then I was, like, in it enough by the time I like got over the fact that I don't like magical things that like then I actually I was invested that's really funny yes. you're just sitting here telling me that you don't you're not into magical things and I'm just thinking about your trip to New York to see yes. the Harry Potter play it was and, awesome 
all that stuff. And I'm like, you're a liar. You're a big liar. <laughs> I know. I just, no, I, I only like Harry Potter magic and Game of Thrones magic. And I like Harry <laughs> Potter magic because I was forced to like Harry. I mean, I like Harry Potter magic on my own, but I only like Game of Thrones magic because I was forced to like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, not really magic. Sure. It's like, I don't know, like fantasy, I guess. I mean, the whole place is not like doesn't exist. So, yes. Yeah, so it's like fantasy, right? Yeah, I think I so. Know. I think so. But anyway, <laughs> you should give it a Anyways. watch. Okay, well, maybe I will one day. I don't know. I can't bring myself to do it because there's so many seasons and I'm like so behind. And I'm just like, eh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're over it. I have too many things that I'm like behind on that I actually watch already that I'm like a season behind. So I've got too much catching up to do as it is. I don't need to add another show. <laughs> you're to that so list. you're so busy with your you're uh, you're so busy with television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's because I'm busy with like everything else. Yeah, so TV yes. takes a backseat. That's which is, true. I mean, that's probably not that big of a deal. No, that's a good thing. Sad. Yeah. Sometimes no, that's a very sad. good thing in in some ways. <laughs> but so tell me the name of the article that we're going to discuss today. I want to hear more. Yes. So the article is title is big and long but I'm gonna tell you what it all means um so <laughs> I thought you meant the title was big and long I was like, <laughs> I was like that's the title of the, the title this does not article. sound like an academic article to big me. and long <laughs> they didn't feel like writing it out it was too big and long so they just wrote big and long and figured people will get the same <laughs> the same impact out of it as <laughs> as if they read an actual big oh, and long man. thing <laughs> big and long I don't even know what kind of academic article would be titled big and long but <laughs> I don't really want to that has like, like losing it right now <laughs> has, like, okay I need to catch a breath Woo. it has All a right. lot of terrible connotations like it could go in a real weird direction um, <laughs> oh man alright anyway so what is the actual name of okay. the article <laughs> um, the actual name <laughs> is leading with meaning Beneficiary Contact, Pro-Social Impact, and the Performance Effects of Transformational Leadership. And it is by Adam Grant, which some of you may know um, as a sort of more famous organizational psychologist um, at Wharton. And he's published a bunch of books and stuff like that. So um, this is one of the articles that he wrote by himself. So it's just him. Okay. What year did he write it and where was it published? 2012. And it was published in the Academy of Management Journal, which is the flagship, one of the flagship journals of the field. So it's a very good place to publish your paper. Cool. Okay. Well, sounds like an important article then. So give us like a little taste. What are the main takeaways? Yeah. So basically the idea here, and I'm going to talk about leadership, but I want to talk about leadership broadly. So the idea that anybody can influence the people around them on their team. So I'm going to talk about leadership, but I really want like to talk about it in more of the like every individual can show leadership behaviors and improve the team. But basically the idea is that you can inspire other people on the team or talk really highly about your company or get other people motivated on the team, but it only really works as long as people see the actual impact of what they're doing on a daily basis in real time. So in other words, the story that you tell people to motivate them at work or the story that you tell yourself to motivate yourself at work needs to be seen um, by you in the impact that you have on others. So, um, so that's one thing is that you can talk 
a good game about your company, but if you don't actually see the positive impact of your work on other people, um, it's not going to motivate you to work harder. Okay, so trying to think about this a little bit. So basically, I should, like when I talk to my client, um, seeing the types of things that are happening in the organization. So if they tell me, wow, we've made some really great hires using your tool, um, and therefore we're seeing, you know, better customer service, et cetera, et cetera, then as them being my customer, I'm seeing the impact of what I've done with helping them with our tool um, to improve their company is that's like the kind of impact I should be wanting to see. So then I can take that and use that as motivation to continue working harder at my job. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So if you just worked on your at the job that you're in and people were always talking about like, oh, we're doing such great things or this company is so awesome or whatever, um, or your boss was constantly saying that or you're saying that to your colleagues or you're hearing that from other people, but you don't actually ever get to see the positive impact that you're having on others, then it doesn't end up really making a big difference that people are saying it. It has some positive effect, but you really need to like see it in action in order for all of that like positive and inspirational talk about the organization to really matter. Mm -hmm. So if I was a leader or as an employee, even I had this great experience with my client, I heard this great story. Um, me just telling people isn't necessarily going to do an be enough, right? Like I need them to actually somehow see the results. Yeah. Yeah. That so I've seen. yeah. So, um, you could potentially like tell, you know, stories about the impact that you've seen, but it would, and that would be better than not ever talking about client outcomes. But if you can actually bring a client in and have them talk mm -hmm. about how, how important it was for um, your company to do whatever it was that you did for them, or if you can have people like interact with end users of products or services um, on a regular basis, that cements the good story that you're hearing so that people are like, well, it's not just talk, right? Um, it makes mm -hmm. you feel good to hear the talk. But after a while, people can start to say like, okay, well, you know, it's it can't it can't just be a nice thing to say. We have to actually like see it and feel it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense to me. So you need, I'm just trying to think as an example, like from my job, since obviously I've got a number of clients and I deal with them day to day. Um, so I do see the impacts or at least I hear the stories from the clients about what's going on and how things are improving. Um, but then like the, the team behind me or the team that, you know, kind of supports our team, the ones that are doing a lot of the data analysis, they don't talk to the clients. So it'd be important for like my team to let them have exposure to some clients to hear about what's going on in some way or another. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a really good point too, because um, I can see that across different jobs that I've had. Like when I was um, in consulting for a really short period of time before um, going into academia, like my original job was client facing. So I was constantly seeing and talking to clients that were interacting with our products and like could see the positive things that were happening. And then I got transitioned into a role where I was primarily on the data team and I was just doing data analysis. So like someone else was interacting with the client and working on like the relationship building, figuring out what the problem is, how we're going to solve it. Someone else was implementing it. And then I was just getting the pre and post data, running the data analysis by myself and then pumping mm -hmm. it back out to the consultants who were dealing with the client to go present it. And I found that job to be like so demotivating because I didn't really know what problem I was really solving. I never got to like hear what happened with it. I was just sort of like crunching numbers and pumping them out. But it wasn't like 
I wasn't ever getting to know like, well, what was the point of that? Did that help? Did the presentation go well? Like, um, so that's exactly what we're talking about. Huh. That's, I mean, just hearing you say that is really interesting to me because I don't know if I do a great job of sharing back what happened after, like, for example, we do these studies for our clients and, um, you know, I'm working closely with the data team to, you know, especially usually like one person is assigned and I'm working with them and working on the data and talking through, you know, what we need to do. And, you know, we kind of partner on that. They're doing all the analysis though. And then I go and take the data and I present it, but I don't know how well I come back to them and say, oh, it went well and this is why, or, oh, it didn't go so well and this is why. It's usually kind of like a, yep, we did it. It was good. The end and move on. Right. Maybe it would be better to spend like a little bit more time talking through why it was good, what the client appreciated, um, so that they understand kind of what impact their work actually had. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too for people who are individual, like, you know, working on a team, they're not like the head of the company or something. Like if you're working on a team and you have different people that you're working with, like me or you, like, you know, I'm not the president of my university, but I do like work with people on research teams. You work with other um, folks in your organization. Like if you can remember that it helps the person and helps your whole team to be more productive, if you can feedback that information, I think that that's like really good takeaway that like if there's stuff that you know from a client that they have feedback about letting them know or like even letting them, you know, join on mute the client call to hear that feedback. You know what I mean? If somebody would be interested mm-hmm. in doing that every now and again, just to hear like how it goes to see what they did in motion, like that could be helpful. No, that's a good idea. I mean, I think, yeah, I know I know that we talk about this as a team more broadly to make sure that we're bringing back the stories and we have Monday morning meetings where it's like everybody in the science team and we talk through like what we did the week before. Um, so that includes, you know, the client meetings I would have had and talking briefly about some of those things, but it's never in that much detail. So I mean, I'm already have a really good takeaway from, from this is I, to go back to the person I work with and give them the detail, the actual story behind what happened after the data went out to the client. Um, and then maybe, yeah, maybe joining whenever possible, just sitting in and listening if we're not going in person, um, that would be probably very helpful too. Cause I do know that I go back whenever like it goes really poorly, I feel like I'll go back and complain, which isn't great. (laughs) That is not a good habit at all. Um, So if something didn't go well or, you know, something strange happened, then I might go back and talk about that. But I think I'm definitely a lot less likely to share the positive news, which is a which is a bad idea. I should definitely share the positive. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I like we've talked about before, like it's much more natural to go to people when things are wrong, right? Because it's like that's that's an urgent action, like something different needs to happen, so we need to have a conversation about it. But when things are good, it's like harder to remember, like, oh, we need to feed that back too because there's no action to take. Like if things went well, it's like, okay, well, we'll just do that same thing again next time because that was good. Um, but mm-hmm. so it's like normal to go back to people when there's an issue because it's like, something to resolve. Um, but it doesn't, but yeah, it wouldn't maybe be as helpful. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even like there's something to resolve. Like sometimes it's just the data did not, you know, wasn't the story wasn't as good as it could have been, or maybe the client was just not happy for other reasons. You know, there could be so many other reasons why things weren't going the way that we would like it to. Um, and it might not even be an action in any case, like the, 
the analysts and the data scientists that are helping out, like they might not have to do anything, but I still go back to them with those stories because I think it's like, like you were saying, kind of like a comfort almost too. Like I'm um, going to them to just vent and to have someone listen and hear it. But then they're, you know, they're hearing the negative interactions. They're not hearing the positive interactions. And obviously what they do is super important and they should know that it's super important um, and understand like from like a very clear um, example as to what clients are doing with that information and how they're reacting um, in a positive way, not just the negative. Yeah, so that's exactly right. Um, Focusing more on bringing back those positive client stories will really help to connect the team and the people around you with what their work is actually doing to make an impact. And that's kind of the point of um, this article is that you can do a lot of really great stuff um, on your team um, and it'll make a positive impact, but it really only like the positive attitude and energy um, with your team members only goes so far. And after a while, you have to start reinforcing it with actually like showing people the good that that's being done. Cool. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like I said, I've already made some really strong connections to my own work and how I can um, apply this when I think about my job. So I'm sure that other people or I hope that other people are listening and thinking the same thing, that there's probably some way you can bring back your experience or maybe if you're not client facing or customer facing, you can ask others that you work with to help you see that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um, one other thing that I want to bring up um, about this particular article is that what they're looking at is this specific set of positive behaviors that generally are behaviors that leaders can do, but really anybody can do them that do have a positive impact on their own, but are like helped by showing people the impact on the client. So some of those behaviors that are good on their own, but not as good as when they're paired with people actually seeing the impact are things like um, showing, like speaking inspirationally about your organization or about the people around you, like, um, you know, talking with people about um, what the vision for the future of your team is or how you see things moving forward in like an exciting way. So like being enthusiastic and like, um, you know, having these conversations about like being excited about the future of your team or your organization. Um, Also like, Talking with team members in a way that's respectful and prideful, like um, so that people feel good about themselves and they feel like they're cared for in the organization. We've talked before about like showing care to your employees um, and making sure that people feel valued. So making people feel valued, speaking about the organization's future in an exciting way, um, and also connecting with people on the team personally, like understanding who they are and getting to know them, um, as well as like creating um, an environment that people feel like is intellectually challenging. So Mm -hmm. like putting people on projects with you that they find exciting from an intellectual standpoint or like having good conversations, asking good questions, encouraging other people to ask good questions. Um, So all of those things are really helpful and create really good workplace environments. Together, those are called transformational leadership. Um, But it doesn't, again, like have to be transformational from a leader perspective. You can do those things and have a positive impact in your team as well if you're not, you know, technically in a leadership role. But one of the things that's really interesting about those behaviors is that for a really long time, people thought that just like talking excitedly about the organization and, um, you know, making sure that people felt valued and respected were enough on their own. And what ends up happening is over time, people start to feel like, well, 
that's cool and I am excited about it, but like show me what we're doing. Like show me why this is exciting. Show me why um, it's great for us to be working on these cool projects together or why like what I'm doing from an intellectual standpoint is like really helping. Um, and so transformational leadership combined with um, understanding the impact that your work is having on other people is really like the key equation. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm gonna kind of unpack a little bit of what you said. Because I think it's really, really mm-hmm. good. And I think you're right. I think it's not just necessarily something leaders have to do. I think pretty much anybody in an organization can be inspirational, can, you know, help create a respectful work environment. Obviously, I think it's important to, co- no matter what level you're at, if you're being disrespectful, you're going to impact the whole environment. Um, so it sounds like all those different things that you had talked about are really important to helping make a positive work environment, but they're not enough to drive someone's motivation and feeling good about the company getting excited and working really hard you need that extra piece you need to understand the impact of your work the impact that you're having um on the end user the customer the client the patient whoever it might be that your company is working for yeah yeah that's that's completely right and i think um you know what the article is kind of trying to say is like i'll like talk is really great and um we know that there are positive impacts related to like treating people well from like a communication standpoint being respectful like having enthusiastic conversations like believing in the company all of that um is good so it's not like you shouldn't do that if you can't have the impact piece there but it's like this impact piece is really what makes it um and there are all different kinds of ways that people might be able to show that impact. Like I thought your example was really good of like bringing those things back um, to your team when you hear from clients. But in this particular study, it was really interesting because um, one of the um, studies that um, Adam conducted was uh, in a company where um, they were actually uh, doing a training session um, for new employees. And they would either have just a leader from the company come or they had a leader and a client come um, and and or they didn't have either of them come um, or they just had the client come. So there were four conditions, just the client, just the leader, both of them or nobody. Um, and while the leader was there, they did all of these leadership behaviors that I'm talking about, like the, you know, talking about the vision for the future and being really excited and um, connecting with people like personally. And um, and then the client would talk about the impact that the company has had on their um, work and what they do. And so um, basically what ended up happening was that the group that ended up being the most successful on the job was the group that had both of those people come. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, so just and just the leader um, in a different study was shown to be better than nobody. Um, so having those leadership behaviors does something. But the best group was the group that had both. So something to take away is that like showing the impact is really important. But you also have to have this really good environment where people are excited and treating each other respectfully and connecting on a personal level to support that. So they kind of need each other. That really makes sense. It kind of goes back to a lot of what you know, we hear in terms of employees being engaged and happy and satisfied leads to customer satisfaction. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think that ties in really nicely because if you're having really positive leader behaviors, if your leaders are connecting with you, if they're creating respectful work environments, if they're motivating, if they've got a really cool vision that you can buy into, then obviously your work environment is going to be good if you have those types of leaders around you. If your manager is like that, if your senior leadership is like that, and even if your teammates are like that. Um, so you're going to have a much better experience um, in the workplace, which then would hopefully translate to you working harder and then having those customers be more satisfied. But then seeing that feedback, that feedback of those customers being satisfied would kind of, I feel like it almost feels like a cycle to me. I don't know if it, there's any research on that necessarily, but it's almost like, you know, you make a good work environment with your leaders, then your employees are happy and satisfied. So they work harder Then your customers are satisfied. And then that feedback goes back to those employees and they're happy because they're making the customers happy and just kind of keeps making everybody happier. Yeah. You know, this, this paper didn't look at that, but there have been some, um, like there have been some theories around like this, like generative idea of like positivity in organizations where people feel like, um, you know, if, if positive things happen, it promotes more positivity. And then like you're saying, if a customer's happy and you know that the customer's happy, it makes you happy. And then you're more likely to be happy to your coworkers, which might make them more likely to be happy towards um, customers. So yeah, I think that it is a nice like loop. Um, And I think it's also just important for people to think about because you can have, you know, really great culture in an organization, but you know, if, if I really like loved the people that I worked with in my institution and like I loved the president of the university and thought that like they were doing a great job and the people around me were always talking about like, wow, what a great university this is and we do really great things for students, but I never actually got feedback from students, mm-hmm. that would be really like demotivating over time. It's like, well, are what are we doing for students? Like, are they able to get jobs when they graduate? Like. Are they doing good things in the world? Um, So, you know, even for me as an individual in an organization, um, partially to, you know, improve the class, I always ask for feedback in the middle of the semester from my students, but I ask them for specific kinds of feedback. So I say, like, tell me a couple things that's that is that are not working for you so I can try to figure out a way to improve upon the class while we still have time. But I also want them to tell me things that are working. And part of that is so that I know what's going well. But another part of it is just that it is nice when you're partway through um, your work to get feedback from people Mm -hmm. about whether or not it's helping them and what kinds of things it's helping them with and what they're finding useful. And I always find that like mid-semester feedback to be a good like pickup point for me to get re-motivated and re-engage with the class because you're actually seeing that like things are clicking for people and what they're enjoying. So I think, you know, if you're on a team too, it can be easy to forget um, to, you know, check in with clients or customers or read ratings or connect with people or take a look at feedback forms or whatever like metric you collect um, and take a look at how things are going. And if the story's not so great, um, you know, maybe there needs to be some other stuff that uh, has to be changed in order to get, um, you know, the clients to be satisfied with the work. But if you have good stories out there, it's really worthwhile to go get them. Yeah. I mean, I wonder too, because I know this study probably didn't look at different methods of getting customer feedback or stories or whatever it is. But I wonder, you know, if you create some videos for an orientation instead of actually having a client come in, maybe that could be just as successful. Um, yeah. You know, I know that marketing teams do that all the time where they get 
clients that are really happy to kind of be their like poster children for selling whatever the product is or whatever the service is further. They, they'll have like quotes from them or videos or whatever kind of marketing material to show other potential customers that, hey, look what we've done for this customer and look how happy they are. Um, and I feel like that kind of marketing material could really just be turned inward, um, maybe a little bit less polished to make it feel more real to the employee. Um, but that same kind of message should really be focused inward as well. Yeah. And um, like, as I mentioned in the first study, it was during the onboarding process that they had this happen. So that was kind of cool because it was something that occurred right up front and um, they saw impact on performance from that, which um, I also think is a positive um, piece of this particular article because um, for those of you who are working in companies that might not um, you know, care much about stuff if there's not like a clear, clear link to the bottom line. Um, this was financial performance, uh, sales performance and productivity um, outcomes um, that were, you know, related to whether or not people were able to see the beneficiary um, of their work. So I think that, you know, from that perspective, it's also useful. But yeah, I mean, involving some of that stuff in the onboarding process or continuing to engage people um, is really important. And even if it's not like, you know, your customers are sharing these like great stories with you or the company that you work for doesn't lend itself that way. Um, a lot of people talked about being in contact, not just with customers, but also like seeing their communities improve or, um, you know, thinking about the good that their company does for, on a broader scale um, for just like people in their town or people in the nation or like globally. So if you can put some of those stories in front of people as well to see like the impact that it might not just be like a customer testimony, but it could be like, look at how we're improving, you know, like the quality of life in this community or, um, you know, look at how we're collaborating on a project to help, um, you know, entrepreneurs succeed um, in communities or we choose vendors in a specific kind of way that makes their lives better. Like that kind of thing can also be useful for um, people to feel like a part of something. Yeah. So it really sounds like you just want to feel people just generally want to feel like their work is doing some good or doing some having some sort of impact on somebody that it's not just kind of going into a void and sitting there not being used, not being important, just, you know, you're wasting your time to do something that's useless. They want to feel like what they're doing has some sort of benefit for somebody or some sort of use or some sort of impact on a person or a company or whoever it might be community. Like you mentioned, um, they just want to see what, happens with their work and that it doesn't just die in the organization that they're in. Yeah. So basically what this study found was that when people were able to interact with some kind of beneficiary were reminded of um, the impact that um, it had, the reason that their productivity went up was because it enhanced their feeling that they were making a positive difference in someone else's life. Mm -hmm. So that's the feeling that you're trying to drive is like, just generally, do people feel like they're making a positive difference? And that's what explained the link between, um, you know, partnering these good behaviors with this beneficiary focus um, that people ended up feeling more like, hey, what I'm doing actually matters to other people. Um, mm -hmm. And that was enough to make people kind of put more effort towards their job. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit because you keep using terms like beneficiary, which I don't think we've defined. Um 
necessarily. So beneficiary, you're meaning the person that's getting impacted, the customer, the client, yeah. the community yeah. members, whatever it might be, the patient. Yep, whoever benefits from the work. Yep. yep. So what you're saying then is that when you have these really positive leadership behaviors, when you have leaders that are respectful and creating good work environments, that, that are inspiring you, that are connecting with the employees, um, and you're seeing the impact you have on whoever is the end user, the customer, the patient of your company's work, those two things make you feel good about your work. And that's what makes you perform better. Did I say that correctly? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. You got it perfect. Cool. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that's huge, right? I think like you were saying, um, companies care a lot about that performance component or that end result and having employees perform well. So if they do this, if they have good leadership, um, good managers, people that are really doing a good job of inspiring and caring about their employees, um, and they're able to show the employees what kind of impact they're having, and the both people benefit because the employees feel really good about their work. They're feeling positive. They're excited. They're motivated to do their work. And then the company is benefiting because the performance is better. Yeah. So all of the stuff that we've talked about before um, as being, you know, important for people to do at work, like, you know, make sure that people feel connected to their job, make sure that the job's engaging, make sure that they have opportunities to connect with other people. Like all that stuff is still important. Um, but it's just like after a while, you have to be able to tell the full story. Like, mm -hmm. what are we doing here? You know? And so you can think about like all different kinds of jobs, um, being able to sort of make those kinds of, you know, cases for their employees, whether, you know, you mentioned a really good idea of putting together videos. If you can't get clients to come out on site, maybe you do something related to that. Or maybe you have community members talk about positive interactions. I know a lot of companies when they do like corporate um, outreach events um, will sometimes, you know, interact with members of the community to show like, hey, our company has put forth, you know, this amount of volunteer time. It's not exactly the same because it's not tied to the actual work that you're doing. But that's why people do those things, right? Is because um, it's good to understand, like, as a whole, this company exists. It People show up and do stuff all day long in this company. What is it exactly that's the point of what we're doing and when we're doing all this stuff? Where is it going? Who's affected by it? What stories do we have about that? And then, like, what are we doing in the community to do a good job of making sure that things are better than we found them? Um, so I think that, you know, any time that you have the opportunity to tell that kind of story, it's just, it's, it's good to capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. No, I think that this makes a lot of sense. Um, I think everything we've talked about is very usable. So let's kind of break it down kind of to wrap things up unless there's anything else you wanted to say. No, that's, that's the main findings. Yep. Okay, cool. So I just kind of wanted to break it down into like, what an employee can do, what a manager can do, and what a company should do based on what the results. Yeah. So employees, I think it's kind of twofold. One, even though the article is about leadership, again, like everybody can show these behaviors to their team members. Like you as an individual can connect with people personally, create respectful environment, um, you know, think about the parts of your company's vision that are exciting to you and talk about them with your coworkers. Um, you know, make sure that you're, um, you know, encouraging people to ask questions you're asking good questions and showing interest in solving problems with your coworkers. like all of that kind of stuff is really good but I think it's also helpful for you as an individual 
like you had mentioned before, you know, bring back success stories that you have. Um, think about ways that you might be able to incorporate those customer success stories into your team to get people more motivated because the people around you are more motivated and doing better. That usually means that you're doing better. Um, but also for yourself as an individual, like try to think about and keep in mind those times when you've really felt like you've made an impact. Um, you know, write them down, um, refer back to them when you're feeling like less motivated about your job. Like, I know for me, um, when I just left Villanova, a colleague of mine reached out to a bunch of students um, and asked them to write like notes to me about their classes. Um, and I have them all like in a binder. And I was just like looking through them the other day um, as I was like still unpacking stuff in my house and like reading them and just seeing like how um, you know, you may have impacted people, um, over the course of your job. Like that was really, really, mo like that was getting me really excited to go back into the classroom. So if there's a way that you can like document, um, or save, like if you have an inbox where people just like, you know, you get a really great email from a client or customer or something makes you realize like, oh, what I did today really mattered to somebody, like save them in a folder in your inbox and go back um, when you're feeling demotivated and look through those emails um, just to remind yourself of the positive impact that you're having. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. I think that's really key is not just thinking about everyone around you, but also yourself. How can you make sure that you're seeing that connection to who you're impacting? Um, and if you have the power to actually interact with the customers, the clients, or you're in a role that is um, client-facing, customer-facing, uh, community-facing, whatever it is, you already have that power just based on your interaction to take that information and to use it in this way. Yeah. And that's like, you know, for managers, um, you know, for the recommendations for managers, like think about ways that you can bring clients or customers or end users or people who benefit into the office, into meetings. Um, can you invite people to present with you? Um, and, you know, a lot of companies will present um, at professional associations, not in a salesy way, but in a way to show like, hey, you know, we had an impact on this company or these clients, or this is the way that we're doing the work that we're doing, and this is why it's innovative, and here's the impact that it's having. Um, even getting out in the community and sharing your story with others who could be potential, um, you know, job candidates can also be helpful to show, you know, what it could be like to work there um, or, you know, tape it and let other people in the company watch um, what you've told people in the community to see how your company's getting out there. So just thinking of creative ways to spread the word about the good that your company is doing within your company and outside of your company. And of course, managers as individuals may also need to remind themselves of the impact that they're having as well. So um, keeping that, keeping the individual level stuff in mind too, if you're a manager to keep your motivation up. Yeah. And those managers really should obviously kind of based on so many things that we've written and talked about in the past that the managers really should be doing those leadership behaviors we talked about. They really need to be fostering that respectful work environment. They need to be making those connections. They need to be inspiring and providing a good vision. They need to be asking questions and encouraging others to ask questions. They need to be driving that environment because they're, they are the leaders and they need to be positive leaders in association with this um, sharing this impact that the company yeah doing. so both of those things are really key. yeah yeah it's a two-part process so you have to be a really good leader um, and inspire people um, but you can't just talk you have to actually back it up 
with showing people that why you're excited about the company and the work that it's doing actually has some basis, like that you're making an impact. Mm -hmm. So that part's really important. And this ties back to the senior leaders too. So if we're talking about the organization level, the senior leadership should really be doing kind of the same things as the managers, right? Just kind of at a higher level. So maybe they're the ones that are actually producing those videos. Maybe they're the ones that are bringing in clients for like larger town hall type meetings. Um, and actually kind of, you know, in kind of sharing that at a much broader scale. Um, but they're what generally what they're supposed to be doing is very similar to the manager. They're supposed to be building those really positive work environments with their leadership skills. And they're supposed to be bringing in, um, these stories from the customers kind of across the board, not just within a smaller team. Yeah. And I think one other kind of takeaway for senior leaders is to think about, the onboarding process as a really key time and opportunity for people to hear those messages. So whatever the company puts out there from a materials standpoint with regard to what you know new job candidates see, what people see when they first start the company, like all of those materials, what senior leadership um, you know promotes out in the media, um, the more you can link uh, people to pay attention to the impact that you're having, the positive impact that your company's having overall, um, the more likely it'll be that people will be excited to work for you and will be excited when they get there. So mm-hmm. yeah, like even thinking about just at, an, at a higher level, like what do people associate your organization with? Um, and if it's if there's a great culture and climate, that's awesome and you should keep that up. Um, but if people aren't really seeing the pull through, senior leaders need to think about how they can implement more of that pull through. Yeah, that's a really good point. I have a client that um, it's a healthcare client and they show this video that basically kind of shows the stories of people. So it's got like just these images of people at a hospital and it kind of like has some text that shows the story of each person and how like each person has their own thing going on. Um, And then like how the behavior of the people within the healthcare organization are impacting um, that patient that might be going through a really hard time. So it'll, but it shows like not just doctors and nurses, but it'll also show like, you know, someone that's maybe sitting at a reception desk or someone that's on the phone dealing with some insurance claims or whatever it might be, but it shows kind of all the different perspectives and how they're impacting these, um, these patients that are going through a difficult time and that all of the employees are impacting this one person and how if it goes well, that one person, even though they're having a hard time, are going to be able to cope with it a little bit better because their experience is positive. Um, And that's something that they show right up front and onboarding. That's a really good example. And that's something that this study, I think, would support um, that practice. So yeah, like you're, you know, what you say about the company being awesome and that you're excited about it and you create that excitement and enthusiasm and inspiration in your people, that's awesome. But you can't have one without the other. Like um, you need to also like show people what the outcome is and you can't just show the outcome and not have a great environment too. So, um, you know, I think the main, the main takeaway for everybody is that either for yourself or for other people, you really need to make sure that you understand why you're getting up every day and doing the job you're doing. Um, and that it's having, it's doing some good. And if you know that what you're doing is doing some good, that'll make you want to do it that much more. Awesome. Well, I think those are really great takeaways. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the topic? No, that's it. Just thanks for uh, listening and thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with me about this. Yeah, of course. That was a really great topic. So um, for anybody that's listening right now, we'd love to hear from you as well. 
Um, let us know what you think about the topic. If you have any really cool ideas as to how you've done this well, maybe in your own workplace, please let us know. You can reach us um, via email at workerbeing at gmail.com, which is W-O-R-K-R-B-E-E-I-N-G. You can contact us on our website as well or check out some of our other articles at workerbeing.com. And you can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And our handle everywhere is at workerbeing. So thank you so much for listening and thanks, Katina, for sharing. Thank you. Bye. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Thank you.